You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to another SB Nation NFL show. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation. Happy to be joined on this Friday, as always, by RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation. Going to buck convention here. Going to go to RJ first because your Dallas Cowboys are coming off a win on Thursday night football, 27-13 over the Tennessee Titans. How are you feeling this morning, RJ? I'm doing great stats. Uh, great to be with you and Brandon, um, whose team uh, my team beat um, last week as well on Christmas Eve. It's important to get that in there. Cowboys were 13, 13 and a half point favorites last night, Thursday night on the road on a short week. Uh, as Brandon uh, was very happy to see short week Thursday game for the Cowboys for the first time ever on the road. Coming they covered Saturday. Um, they covered and uh, and won and kept themselves alive, albeit faintly in the NFC East and even for the number one seed in the NFC. But I need some help from your 49er stats. So um, kind of a, a long morning convincing Dallas Cowboys fans that their team is, in fact, good. Uh, but uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, it's great to be here and great to see your bright, shining, beautiful faces. How are you feeling, BLG? Uh, TGIF, everyone. I uh, have a little review here on the SB Nation NFL Show yeah. Apple Podcast Reviews. I don't know if we've read this one before, but I'll read it again, and I'll, I'll lump you in your stats. Um, it does not say your name, but RJ Ochoa and Brandon Lee Gowton have great chemistry. They are knowledgeable and entertaining. I listen to every football podcast they're on that comes from Andy from Connecticut. Shout out to Andy. And I hope he appreciates you or they appreciate you, Sats. Doesn't sound like it, but that's okay. I'm used <laughs> to it. You know, look, I'm I'm a traffic cop here. I just try to navigate and get a couple words in edgewise between you two. We're going to recap uh, Cowboys Titans before we preview every game. But I just want to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. Congratulations, Cowboys. You are 12 and 4. First back to back 12 win seasons for the Cowboys since 94 95. And we all remember what happened those years for Dallas. Meanwhile, the Titans have lost six straight. They have 22 players on injured reserve, and they lead the NFL using at least 83 different players. Let's start with the positive and the Cowboys. I'm just going to say this. The reaction to the Cowboys on Twitter is not what your reaction should be in real life. Like the Cowboys do something wrong, and on Twitter, it's like the end of the world. It'll be like the second quarter, and people are acting like the sky is falling. It's crazy to me. They're 12 and four. I know Dak threw some interceptions. Oh no, let's clutch our pearls. Like they're 12 and four. Things are good if you're a Cowboy fan, RJ. I agree with you, Stats. Um, no NFL team plays a perfect game. Um, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans who are kind of trying to, to calm the waters have highlighted the way the Chiefs beat the Seahawks last week, the way the Eagles beat the Bears a few weeks ago. I mean, you could pick pick any game you want, right? Like you can mostly find a game where 
any great team um, kind of struggled. Look at the way the, the Bills beat the Bears last week, right? Josh Allen tried to throw that game away before they ultimately uh, kind of put it out of reach. Um, the, the first interception, um, you know, tough break for Dak, right? He hits Peyton Hendershot right in the chest and just bounces off of him. Similar sort of thing to what happened in Jacksonville a few weeks ago. Second one, really terrible. I'm fine if you want to put the fumble on him. Uh, but but for the most part, Dak Prescott was exactly what the Cowboys needed him to be. And that's kind of been the MO of, of the last, you know, sort of two months has been he's either been incredibly on fire, uh, but then had these handful of moments that have not just been bad, but kind of been the worst possible things. Um, what with, again, the pick six and, and things like that happening, although, again, not totally his fault. Uh, the run game really wasn't there for Dallas. I mean, in Tennessee, for all their warts and all their fault, uh, faults and flaws, um, kind of a good team against the run. And so Tony Pollard was, um, I don't know that the Cowboys would classify it as a healthy scratch, but he did not play. And obviously this game meant something to Dallas, but not a ton. And so had the bit of, um, had a luxury to kind of rest Pollard in preparation for the playoffs. This game meant nothing to the Titans, as I'm sure you both and everybody are aware of. And I hmm. mistakenly thought they were punting on the game by starting Josh Dobbs. Uh, but it's it's apparent that they actually believe that he was the better quarterback and we're trying to get him some some time and some reps for next week's game against Jacksonville. So all told, again, the Cowboys won. They covered. They jumped out to a 10-0 lead. You're right. It got close and sticky when it was 10-6, but then Dallas stabilized and put the game away. It was also a four-point lead right in the early in the fourth quarter. Um, after the Titans had what their second touchdown it was that first. was a really impressive not sorry not to cut you off but the Cowboys scored and they felt like okay this is where they're going to kind of put this away and to Josh Dobbs's credit kind of with who like who's Josh Dobbs throwing to out there I mean mm-hmm. everybody hates on Traylon Burks went down the field and, and you know closed the gap again and then again it all just kind of fell apart for them sure yeah I mean it was a meaningless game we've already probably spent too much time talking about it already uh considering that the Titans didn't even really try um in all things considered to win. And like you said, RJ, the Cowboys didn't have a ton to gain um, from, from winning it uh, and resting some players of their own. So kind of a weird situation. The win is a, any win is a win uh, tune is a little different than the one you were singing once upon a time with me earlier this year, but that's fine. We don't need to get into that. Um, yeah, whatever they won. They took care of business. Um, the Titans though. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, it looked inevitable that they were going to win. AFC. It's like we everyone was saying that, like foregone conclusion. Oh, they're going to win the AFC South. Like they, they stink. They're not that great, but they're they're going to win the division because the division is so bad. I don't know, man. I think the Jags are taking this thing, and it's not like you know the loss last night changes that because it's all about um, you know this finale in Week 18, and the Jags already beat the Titans. I know, so it's not maybe not the boldest thing to say, but I, I just trust them a lot more. And the Malik Willis thing is a little interesting. Like I I see a lot of people defending it as. Well, okay, it's okay that they set him down. Everyone knew he's going to be a work in progress. I mean, there can be some truth to that, but it's tough to me that you're not even at a point like you can't get reps. You can't get like because that's valuable to get game action and in like, a literally uh, meaningless game. To your point, yeah, and, right? Like right. this and, was the time. What are you gaining out of Josh? Dott? Like, what are you learning about Josh? Like, how is that providing any value to you in the short term or the long term? I would also I quickly stats just offer. It's a different thing if like. Josh Dobbs was some undrafted free agent who they signed, you know, right after the draft. They just kind of liked, right? That was kind of like hanging out on their practice squad all season long. But like he joined the team less than two weeks ago. So like how how can he show up like immediately and be a more preferable option over Malik Willis? I do not want to see Tennessee in the playoffs. Give me Jacksonville. Jacksonville is at least interesting with Trevor wow. Lawrence. Tennessee wow. is boring. Wow. saying that. I know. No, but well, wait, I like you, you mean like 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 as an eyesore. You're not saying like I'm afraid of them. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. Just to be clear, 
right. the definition of like, okay, just make it. Yeah, yeah. Like Tennessee, it's just, there's nothing, like you were said, who's he throwing to? There's like no stars that I really want to watch. I, no, give me Jacksonville. One last thing about the Cowboys before we move on. I know some of these interceptions are not Dak's fault, but they have to stop turning the ball over. Like the turnovers still count, even if it's like, oh, well, that sure. wasn't his fault. Like you have to stop doing that. Because that is the great neutralizer. That neutralizes talent, home field advantage, momentum, all of that stuff. And in the playoffs, you are not going to be able to have three turnovers and beat a team by multiple scores, RJ. They got to get that cleaned up. It's been a problem. I agree with you. A um, few quick like news and notes. C.D. Lamb hit 100 catches on the season. Um, he is the third player in Dallas Cowboys franchise history to have at least 100 catches. It was Jason Witten in 2012 and Michael Irvin in 1995. Those are the only other instances. Stats, you mentioned the, the 12 wins thing. Mike McCarthy uh, now joins Tom Landry, Jimmy Johnson, and Barry Switzer as the only coaches in Cowboys franchise history to have back-to-back seasons with at least 12 wins. Um, so, you know, the Cowboys, you said it, Brandon, they took care of business and now sit back, wait, watch, and, and maybe there's anarchy. Maybe chaos unfolds in the <laughs> NFC uh, on Sunday afternoon. Either way, um, it is a, an interesting thing. I, I will say that some you know, some Cowboys fans asked in our postgame show, Blocking the Boys, should we be rooting for the Eagles, right? Because if the Eagles win, they lock the Cowboys into the five seed. And there is something to be said, right? Like you want the situation taken out of your hands. You want the, you don't want this to be something you have to deal with because you're banking on the Eagles losing two games if you're a Cowboys fan at this point, which is unlikely. So why, you know, this was a costly game for the Cowboys from an injury standpoint. Tyler Biotis, their starting center. Uh, the early reports are he has a high ankle sprain. You don't know. I mean, like if you go, if, if the Eagles lose this week but win next week, what if you go and play against Washington and something like that happens? You just do not know. I don't know if the Cowboys would rest starters if the Eagles do beat the Saints on Sunday. Uh, but it's it's an interesting, weird kind of wrinkle in time, and it makes things like uh, your fantasy championship really complicated. T's and P's to people who had Derrick Henry or Tony Pollard going this week. Yeah, that's a shame. Pick me! One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, we're going to take a quick break and preview all the games. But first, we're going to do our pick three, <clears throat> excuse me, which is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out to everybody except BLG because, RJ, you and I got the win last week in our lock of the week. BLG got was the my loss. Lock Can you tell me what my lock was, please? I believe your lock was the Cowboys minus Who's four and a half. first in the standing still? Over the Eagles. Okay, BLG. So, so I locked the Cowboys up at minus four and a half, and I won because the Cowboys won. What was Brandon's lock? Eagles plus four and so a half. So he locked, of course. He locked up the Eagles at, at plus four and a half and lost because the Eagles couldn't cover first. that because they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Interesting. Just Eagles wanted to understand the fact of it all. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> thank you, Stats. Enjoy fifth place on the podium. But you know, <laughs> BLG is. 10 and six on the year. So he does have bragging rights. I, uh, RJ, you are seven, seven and two, and I am five, nine and two. Not even Not above 500. Records to be proud of Not for sure. <laughs> Week 17, Brandon, you have honors. Where are you going? I am going to go with against the Eagles this week. I'm going to take the Saints six and a half. I do think the Eagles win the game, to be clear, but I do think if you get a little testy, as of we are recording this at 1030 on Friday morning, December 30th, we don't know for sure who will be starting for the Eagles at quarterback. Nick Sirianni just had his press conference, but didn't really give any information. Um, Jalen Hurts did practice in a limited capacity on Thursday. 
I just feel like he's going to have to get a full session in. Maybe he will on Friday. We'll see. I don't know. It seems like a kind of a fluid situation. I think Hertz really wants to be out there. I think the smart thing would to not play him because I think Minshew can be able to help us help the Eagles beat the Saints there. So um, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints though uh, to cover just because this is their this is like their season. They, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but if they are, like they have to win. And I think they're going to give it uh, one last run. And it's not like they're incentivized to like like lose and get a better draft pick because their draft pick goes to the Eagles. So um, yeah, I, I think they're going to get a good effort from the Saints. And I think the Eagles win, but I think it's a close one. It's like a four-point game, so I will take the points here. Has there been a show where you haven't mentioned that the Eagles have the Saints' first-round pick next year? I mean, come on. This this time, I this mean, is well, the one. All, to that, do it, yeah. It's a bit. But second of all, I, this is extremely relevant in this case. It literally, <laughs> like just, impacts the game. You, no one answered the question. That's all I'm saying. All right, RJ, where are you going? Um, you know, there's a lot of disrespect flying around the NFL these days, and a lot of it is being directed at the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I understand the narrative. I understand the way we've, you know, kind of watched football for the last decade, but spare me this like, oh, here come the Green Bay Packers. Now now the Packers are all of a sudden this force. Um, kudos to the Packers for uh, for beating the Dolphins and for beating the Giants. Um, I mean, or the, not the Giants, goodness gracious, the, um, the, the Rams on Monday Night Football. Um, but I mean, and I, look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Brandon and I talked about, about this on the NFC's mixtape. If the Packers were to squeak into the playoffs, I would definitely be scared. But I, I definitely, I've seen so much more from the Vikings to believe and understand who they are. I don't understand why the Vikings are underdogs against the Packers. And this bothers me greatly because I'm going up against Justin Jefferson in my fantasy championship. What are you doing, Jair Alexander? Why are you poking the bear? Why are you saying that like, oh, what Justin Jefferson did isn't impressive? Like, don't that is so stupid to do against the best <laughs> receiver in the NFL. I will take the Vikings. I will take three and a half points and I will hope and pray that the rest of my team is able to survive the onslaught that Justin puts on this week. This is the game I wanted to take, RJ. So I'm in full agreement with you there. My pick, not that it's worth anything, as I'm five nine and two on the season, but I'm going to go Seahawks plus two over the Jets. Seattle is at home, number one. Plus, this is the Geno Smith revenge game, right? He's already checked off wins against a couple of his former teams over who was it, the Giants and the Chargers. I think he's going for the win over the Jets. You know, he lost his starting job when the Jets, when he got socked in the face by IK and Impale. I think this is Gino's turn to punch the Jets in the mouth. He's getting points. He's at home. I don't care if it's Mike White playing for the Jets. I have no confidence in their quarterback situation. It's going to be close, but since I'm getting points, I will take the Seahawks plus two over the Jets. All right, before we get to our break, let's go to our same game parlay. We were horrible last week gentlemen we lost every pick we have not gotten one of these right on the entire season we have two chances left in the regular season blg and i are tied atop the standings at six and ten rj is four and twelve so you all want to make fun of my locks record that's fine you have a worse same game parlay record rj okay stats now who's fifth on the podium okay (laughs) Uh, Steelers Ravens is the game we're going to, I'm going to go first. I have what I think is the lock easiest pick of the entire matchup, which is I'm going for a scoreless quarter. It's minus one thirty, So Vegas clearly thinks it's going to happen. Let's be honest. Both of these offenses stink. The Ravens were struggling to score points when Lamar was in there. So I think it's inevitable. Now, I think not only are we going to have one scoreless quarter, I think we probably have multiple. So give me that in this game. I feel comfortable going with that pick. BLG, where are you headed? Well, 
in the same kind of spirit stats, I'm going to take the under on the Ravens point total in this game at 16 and a half. Wow. I mean, the last time they played the Steelers, they only scored 16 points. That was a 16 to 14 game. Just think it's going to be kind of, you know, an ugly muck it up kind of classic Ravens Steelers game. I mean, you look at some of the scores in these other Ravens games here. And again, some of these were with Lamar and it looks like he will not be back for this game. Uh, the way things are trending as he's missed now as we're recording this 11 straight practices they had uh, going back to November 20th here are their point totals 13 27 10 16 3 and 17 like this this offense is just not working right now they're not scoring Steelers are tough so I'm going to take the under on that 16 and a half um i've mentioned that i'm in my fantasy championship several times i'm on the fence about playing the steelers defense and you guys are kind of like i wouldn't even say pushing you're just like dragging me into that direction so um <laughs> i'll see about that um i could see this as being like um like a garbage timey sort of game from a statistical standpoint like i agree uh, i'm interested interested to see how we all sort of wind up picking this game but kenny pickett the line is 199 and a half passing yards um Again, you could just kind of see like one big boom, like to, to get a big chunk of that. I'm going to take the over, like 200 passing yards, not a lot. And Kenny Pickett, I'm not falling for this like, oh, my gosh, whoa, watch out, here he comes. Well, but like definitely playing better as of late. Um, I'm really interested in the Steelers overall, kind of interested to see their offseason. I'm kind of rooting for them at this point. Like I'm rooting for this Mike Tomlin thing. Like, you know, I'm just a, a part of the hysteria and the fun. Um, the Steelers are, are such a like cool NFL team. Um, so I'll take Kenny Pickett over. It can be 200 passing yards for somebody has confidence in the offense in this game and it is not me and it is not blg all right that is our same game parlay pick we're going to take a break when we come back we will go through every game on the sunday slate we will preview it we will make our picks as well When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show, we're going to give you our thoughts on every game unless one of us gets zapped. If that happens, we cannot share any thoughts on the game. We can only give our pick for that matchup. I hate that. Freaks me out every time. All right. <laughs> let's go to the early games. The Panthers are in Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. The Bucks are giving three and a half. Tampa, RJ, clinches the NFC South with a victory. Uh, quickly before we talk about the game, I don't know if you guys saw this story um, early Friday morning. Blaine Gabbert, Buccaneers backup quarterback, um, rescued people who were in like a helicopter crash on on Thursday, um, like in the ocean. I don't know the full details here. So like, but uh, apparently Blaine Gabbert is something of a hero. And I say that like not tongue in cheek, like fully serious. Um, so seriously, incredible job and effort by him on a human level. Um, way to go, Blaine Gabbert. Um, that being said, I don't know if you were looking that up stats, you kind of had that look, but, um, I just don't buy the bucks. I'm sorry. Like I, I, I mean, and I will say I'm fearful of them winning the NFC South as a Cowboys fan because it's Tom Brady, blah, 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 mm -hmm. but it's just so hard to believe in them. And, and it does kind of feel like the Panthers are figuring things out, at least on the ground. Miss me with the like Sam Donald's figuring it out stuff, but the ground game is all the way there. I trust the Panthers to win this game. I don't understand how Tampa could possibly be favored in this game. That is such a weird thing to me. I'll take the Panthers. The Bucks lost to the Panthers earlier, right? This year? Correct. They did. That was in Carolina, yes. for what it's worth. Mm, 
I don't think they're going to sweep. I know the, the Panthers are playing better. I will take the points. I'll take the three and a half. I think it's a field goal kind of game. Um, it, over time, Brady helps the Bucks get a field goal, and they do end up clinching the NFC. Although I, I say that, but part of me feels like, <laughs> does, isn't this going to go to week 18, the way things are going in the NFC? Don't you know it's going to take like every little last effort um, to get this division that's very bad settled? Um but I, I just don't know. I, I don't think they're sweeping Tom Brady. That's the thing I have a tough time with. And I know the Panthers have been playing better, but they're still, you know, still Sam Darnold. They still have their flaws. Um, and the Bucs might be able to shut down the run. Uh, I will take the Panthers to cover. I'll take the Bucs to win. Carolina ran for 320 yards against Detroit last week. That's the perfect way to neutralize Sam Darnold. Just run the hell out of the ball. If you can run the ball, you can beat anybody. And I'm sorry, like, yeah, it's Tom Brady. I know. I get it. I think I'm going to go with the with the Panthers here and take the points. Like, I, you know, Tom Brady should be long gone. Like, he should not be competing for a division title. They've been bad this year. So I know we keep saying, like, well, it's Tom Brady. It's, it's Sam Darnold. But. This is not the same Tom Brady. I'm going to go with the Panthers, and I'm going to take the points. Next up, we're going to go to New England. The Dolphins are going to Foxborough. The Patriots are giving two and a half points. The Dolphins can clinch a playoff spot with a win and a loss by the Jets, BLG. I'll take the Patriots. I, I can't believe it's Teddy. It's Teddy Bridgewater starting for. I believe Teddy is the starter. Yes. I can't. No, I'm not. Not not a Teddy guy. Can't put my trust in him. Not that like I feel great about the Patriots, but as kind of a rule, I just I can't do it with Teddy. I think it's a different thing entirely. Uh, we saw it earlier this year. It didn't look great. Uh, I will take the Patriots. They're at home at least. Um, the Patriots have, as I've said here, have not beaten the team with the winning record. Um, now that said, I think the Dolphins are kind of not looking so great and not looking like the team I thought they might be once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I mean, they had a good start, better than expected. Anyway, uh, I'll take the Patriots to cover and win. There are some, it's not just like bad vibes with the Patriots. Like now there's this like Mac Jones, dirty player stuff that is like, I like everything is gross. Like ev- everything you ever like, you ever have like a day when it's really cold outside and you have to be somewhere like, and, and you're just like, you're stuck in the cold and your face is like hard and cold. And you're just like, I cannot wait. Like I, it's just such an uncomfortable feeling. That's how the Patriots feel to me right now. I don't trust anything within the operation right now. Nothing like, and they're losing because of like easy fundamental things right now. Like, like the irony of it is really funny. Um, I don't trust the Dolphins that much, but I, I trust them a little bit more than I trust the Patriots. I trust Mike McDaniel. I guess if I have to pick one thing, I trust mm. I trust Mike McDaniel. So um, I'm fine missing on this uh, because I believe in the Dolphins more. I think they do wind up making the playoffs, but it is a bummer to see them kind of lose steam as the season comes to a close. You trust Mike McDaniel. Why? He's on a four-game losing streak at the most critical time of the year. Like, what has Mike McDaniel done to earn your trust? I mean, I think he's built an offense that, is incredibly incredibly prolific and is clearly and I, I'm not trying to be the latest person to like dump on Tua, but is clearly operating with a limited quarterback, right? Like like there, there's something to what Mike McDaniel can do. Like it just because it isn't perfect right now in year one doesn't mean that's not there. Um, and I obviously am not at all implying that McDaniel's a better coach than Bill Belichick. But like what what do you trust? Like the the Patriots and Tom Brady are the same thing this year. Like we sit here and like like I'm not taking a shot at you, Brandon. But it's like I can't see the Panthers sweeping Tom Brady. He's not Tom Brady this year. Like he's just some dude you know what i mean like the the patriots are not the patriots this year they're just like some bad team so like 
I've, they, they've burned up the benefit of the doubt for me. I was willing to extend it a long time. I was really, really reluctant in the offseason to bag on them for the Matt Patricia stuff and all that stuff because I think that they had earned that benefit of the doubt. If anybody ever had, it's them. But, like, what what can you trust within the Patriots operation right now? On that point about, like, the, they're, they're not the Patriots anymore, I think you could say the Patriots might be, like, the most mid-team in the NFL. Like, they're <laughs> just, like – but seriously, in my power rankings each week, I kind of just have them almost, like, perfectly in the middle each time they're just they're right there they're just nothing uh inspiring or intriguing they're just a run-of-the-mill just they're who they used to be just a team yeah they're just a team and like if you're bill belichick you you gotta find a way to beat teddy bridgewater in december or i guess january but you know what i mean like what do we you have to if there's any like magic left in that old silk hat come on now's the time bill (laughs) um (laughs) i'll take the, the Dolphins. Last week was the week for that, by the way. It's past Christmas now. So. I'll take the Dolphins just because they're getting points. I have no, like, I don't like anybody in this game. Nothing is going right for either one of these teams right now, but I guess I'll take the Dolphins because they're getting points. Next up, the Saints are in Philly to take on the Eagles. The Eagles are favored by six and a half points. Philly will clinch the NFC East with a win or a Cowboys loss. And of course, if they win, they clinch the number one seed with it. Oh, they need to win and they need to have the Vikings lose to clinch the number mm-hmm. one seed. Is that correct? No, no, no. just Eagles just need to just win. need to win. Okay, sorry. Yep. I, I have bad information there. I apologize. BLG, you are Eagles mm-hmm. expert here. What are we looking at in this game? Is Jalen Hurts going to play? Well, stats, I said earlier, I don't know. I, I don't know. It seems like he's really trying, but I just feel like it would be the wise thing to do. To not play him when Jalen Hurts' injury recovery timeline was first reported last Monday, not this past Monday, um, ahead of the Cowboys game. It was reported that he Cowboys probably lost. Need two weeks. You just say Cowboys lost? The Cowboys lost for the Eagles. You said the Cowboys game. So the Cowboys lost. Said the Cowboys lost. Anyway, um, so like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's the smart decision to rest him and not mess with this because he's your starting quarterback for the playoffs and you want him good for the playoffs. And I don't think you need to force it here. If he needs to come back in week 18 because the Eagles don't win this game, then you can do that. And they'll have two weeks off to, to be ready for that situation. But I just think you need to trust Gardner Minshew here. And I think they should be able to beat the Saints. The Saints have a lot of injuries going on. I just, I do think they're going to get a good effort from New Orleans, a team that is playing for their season. They're playing for, for everything here. This is really their last game of any kind of consequence. So I think it's going to be a tough one, um, especially if Hurts doesn't play. He was so good against the Saints each of the past two years. His mobility was a big challenge for them. I think both times the Eagles played the Saints in those matchups, New Orleans had like the number one run defense, and it didn't matter at all. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders just like ran all over them. Um, and if Hurts isn't here, and his lack of mobility is kind of a big deal. And to the extent of which we saw a difference between Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew with the Eagles in Dallas, the running game, the Eagles running game was not quite as effective with you know, Hurts not there. So that's a big deal. So assuming Minshew plays, uh, or if it's a kind of a rusty, potentially not 100% Jalen Hurts, things could be a little too close to comfort, but the Eagles ultimately win in the end. So I'm taking the points, but Eagles win. Brandon and I have always obviously talked about the Hurts thing a lot on, on the NFC's mixtape, and something that I've said, and I know he agrees with this, you had to make this decision a week ago. You had to tell yourself, if you're Nick Sirianni, you had to say, okay, even if we go down to Dallas and we lose, which obviously happened, we cannot panic, right? Like, Or, or maybe it was, like Hurts comes back. But whatever that decision was, don't let the loss sway you. Don't let the loss make you say, well, we weren't going to play him, but now, like, oh, man, this is right there. No, like, don't panic. And 
Gardner Minshew played really well. I think Gardner Minshew has not got enough credit. I think that's the one weirdest thing from the aftermath of last week's Philly loss that I haven't seen. Again, that's just my um, sort of experience on, on the internet, but um, he certainly played well enough. It was the, not the, I, there's no loss is ideal, but if you were going to lose, that was the way to lose, to be inspired by Gardner Minshew. You have to trust him. I would even trust him to beat the Giants. I understand that that would be a little bit more touch and go, obviously, uh, yeah. next week because it would be you know all or not. But still, you have to. And I hate this line, but people say it like, well, if we can't beat whatever, then we don't deserve to be there in the first place. You can't win this game with Gardner Minshew. I don't mean to say the Eagles don't deserve the one seed, but like, they're maybe the best roster in the NFL. Like he has proven, I was wrong. You guys were right. Gardner's a great backup quarterback. He should be able to get this done. And so um, I'm taking Philly to win. I'm taking Philly to cover. It would be a lot of chaos and a lot of fun for me if they wind up losing. It would make for a really fun week next week. Uh, but I think you have to live with that. And you have to tell yourself, like Brandon just said, okay, if we lose this week, then Hurts comes back next week. You have to make these decisions before you become emotionally compromised. Who could have predicted the guy that has like a two to one career touchdown and interception ratio would have played well off the bench last week. I, I I'm amazed that apparently wow. it was difficult for he some lost. on this show to imagine, but wow. uh, you ignore Garoppolo's stats. That's interesting. If it's Dennis Allen, he might have something for Gardner Minshew. Dennis Allen's a good defensive coach. I, it might be tougher for Philly to move the ball in this game than people think. And I think that that's, that is a lot of points. Philly has some injuries. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the Saints here just because the number is so high. Like it's You're taking I, the Saints to win? No, the points. Oh. I'm going to take the oh. Saints and the points. Um, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's a matchup league, you know, and, and the Saints do have a decent defense. I don't like the vibes with Philly right now. You know, like, I don't like this hurt situation. Are you going to rest him till the playoffs? Because then he's going to have a lot of time off. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan has made a big deal about how you can't switch football on and off. It's really hard to do. So if you're going to, if Hertz isn't going to play to the playoffs, then he's, you know, he's coming in cold. I, I don't know. I don't like the vibes at Philly right now. I think they'll win, but I'm going to take the Saints to cover. I would just add, um, and obviously everybody knows this, but the Lane Johnson injury, like this is this is a really, really valuable potential win or like this is mm-hmm. a really big swing. It's like we talked about with the Cowboys, like if you go out, like you lose. Not, I mean, Tyler Biotis will hopefully be back for the playoffs, but like who's and I don't want to like speak this into existence, but like who would be the Lane Johnson of this week? Like, you know what I mean? That you would, you know, potentially lose. And and like a lot of people think like, oh, just like rest everybody. You can't like you don't have 90 players right. on your roster. You, you can't do that. But um, if, if you have the game or you have the situation in hand next week, life becomes very different for you. And you do not know if you're the Eagles, what the giant situation is going to be next week. You don't, I mean, it's just, it's so unpredictable. So this is a really big swing of things. Um, and, um, yeah, but, uh, I'm very, very interested to see this game. If the Eagles lose this game, BLG, how nervous are you about the number one seed? I mean, it comes down to a must win in week 18. So it's, yeah, it's, it's fairly, and especially against the Giants team that, you know, could be motivated. Desperate, um, right. So, I mean, I still like their chances of getting it. I'm probably picking them to beat the Giants, but certainly, you know, for, and it's not even just about the one seed at the point. It's like, okay, we got it. But like, you know, what's the outlook for the season? Like, is, is this team going to be, you know, a big threat going into the playoffs? Or are they kind of just barely holding on and kind of just, you know, backsliding in? I would just, I know we've talked about this game a lot, but um, Brandon and I have mentioned this a lot. Remember in 2020, Giants, the Giants themselves got so upset because the Eagles tanked in week 17 against Washington. Remember, and they, they were so mad that they didn't get to win the division with a six and 10 record and different coaches, different players. Like I hate when people act like something from a hundred years ago is going to be relevant. I do wonder, even if the Giants clinched a playoff berth, if they would be like, 
hey, let's go for it. Like, let, let's let's ruin their one seed the way they took us out of the playoffs. If you this one's for Joe Judge, like, let's let's go. I mean, and again, <laughs> I don't like, think anyone's saying that. Uh, well, <laughs> no. I mean, again, I'm just like having fun with it at this point. But mm-hmm. um, and again, like this, this doesn't mean that they would do it. But like the 2007 Giants, we all remember that week 17 game played to win against the Patriots. And that was a really great game. And, and they had nothing Almost to gain did. and they lost. But yeah, I mean, they, they but it was a valuable you know lesson for them. Like, could could you not see if the Eagles lose like some sort of like speech from Amani Toomer or something like making its way around the internet? Like, oh, back in two thousand seven, we did this, blah blah blah. Like, it's just you can kind of see it unfolding. But obviously, uh, the Eagles had to lose for it to all happen. Yeah. Also, if you're the Giants, like, can you? It's not like you you, you can rest people. Like, no, you have to go full board just to even have a chance to win these games uh next up let's go cleveland going to dc to take on the commanders washington is giving two and a half points washington will clinch a playoff spot with a win and a loss by the seahawks and the packers blg your favorite quarterback (laughs) back in the saddle baby carson wentz yeah i mean there's a scenario where you know the commanders um don't get the help if they just win their next two they're in for sure um, and they get the Browns this week, as we're see here, but then they get a Cowboys team that might not have anything to play for. It might be resting their starters, so that could be like a free win for them to almost clinch next week if they don't do it this week. So uh, interesting times could potentially be, in theory, a scenario where Carson Wentz comes to Philly because we didn't get that this year because it was Heineke um, for that game. So, uh, yeah, interesting times indeed. I do not feel good about betting on Carson Wentz generally but I feel even worse about the Browns and who have nothing to play for, by the way, they're eliminated. Uh, commanders are still playing for their playoff hopes here. Ugh, I'm going to regret it probably, but I'll take the commanders. I feel identically. I don't feel great about this. I I've really turned a corner on Ron Rivera. I thought the job he's done this season has been really impressive. And I don't think like he should be out or anything like, but what are you doing with this? Like, I, I agree that Carson Wentz has more like physical talent than Taylor Heineke, but like, everybody hates him like why would you do this like this is just like <laughs> like sabotaging your locker room um i i would i'm obviously not rooting for them but I, w- I would be like weirdly impressed if they came out and played well i just don't see it happening i'm gonna take them but uh, i'm very very prepared um to be wrong heineke was not good against the 49ers last week carson once seemed to give them at least a who's little good bit against of a spark them? well no that is true right. um I, I think it's clear that Washington needs to go somewhere else next year for their quarterback situation. The Browns are not very good. Deshaun Watson has not been good since he's come back. Like he has not been good. And I know it's easy to say like, well, next year, you know, he was out of the game a long time. Okay. We'll see. But since Deshaun Watson came back from his suspension, where he was accused of assaulting 30 different women, he has not been good. The Browns have not been good. I'll take the commanders. And I will give the points because I will never pick the Browns to do anything ever again as long as they employ Deshaun Watson. Next up. On that, sorry, Stats. On that note, very quickly, um, just talking about football, which we shouldn't, to your point that you always make, and, and admirably so here on our show. Um, but, like, everybody is taking turns bagging on the Broncos every week, right? Like, they gave up all this for Russell Wilson. Again, even oh, if yeah. you just talk about football, like, right. what the Browns gave up for Deshaun Watson and the deal they gave him, like, again, it is just a horrible football move. I mean, again, like when you factor in everything, it becomes all the more worse. Um, I mean, that that obviously takes precedence, but like j- even just the football of it is really, really, really bad for the Browns right now. 
I mean, they angered a lot of fans by bringing him in and they angered all the other owners in the NFL who now are saying you jerks. Now we have to give all of our quarterbacks fully guaranteed contracts which of course, you know, is something they don't want to do. And I think that's part of the reason why the Ravens haven't worked out a deal with Lamar because mm. he wants a fully guaranteed contract. So yeah, Cleveland, just this whole thing stinks all the way around Jags in Houston to take on the Texans Texans getting four points Jags. Take control of the division, baby. Let's see it. Trevor Lawrence, he's kind of impressed me the past couple of weeks, I have to admit, RJ. Um, the Jaguars defense is the one I'm debating um, the Steelers up against. Um, and it sounds easy, right? Like, oh, take them against Houston. Houston's been kind of plucky, right? Like their their last few games and like they've done they've done this the right way. Keep losing. Keep the number one overall pick. Keep people motivated and inspired for next season. I could totally see the Texans winning this game, not in any way as an indictment against the Jaguars. Doug Peterson can come out and say all he wants about like, oh, we played a win, blah, 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 whatever. Like the Jaguars know what's at stake. The Jaguars know what happened with the Titans on Thursday night football. They got a home game. They have the mini buy. The Titans do. I mean, it's in the Jaguars best interest to just be smart, not show a lot here. So I could see the Texans kind of having their fun. I will take the Texans to cover. Uh, I'm not bold enough. Actually, I'll take the Texans to win just because I think it's a weird week for uh, for the Jaguars. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate <clears throat> how the schedule shapes up in some of these instances where you get these like meaningless penultimate uh, week games here. Um, I'll take the Jags because why not? They're rolling. Um, they're coming off Thursday night, right? There's some extra rest going in their favor. But I mean, it just doesn't matter. Okay, if they lose, whatever. It's all about week 18. It's all about the AFC South uh, crown game at that point in them and Tennessee where the game will be in Jacksonville. Um, so I don't know, you know, it's, it's just not a lot of, not a lot of juice factor to this game. Doesn't, I don't like, what are we, what are we really learning? What kind of what takeaways are we having from this game afterwards? None. Regardless of the result. Yeah. I think I'll take the Jags and I'll give the points. I know Trevor Lawrence has been, a, he's got a toe injury, right? So he's been uh, limited in practice. But if you're the Jags, like, it's not like you've been winning a 10 games every year, right? And you could just be like, ah, well, we'll just lose this game. Like, no, you got to win. You got to make winning a habit mm. if you're Jacksonville. That's, you know, we talk about changing the culture all the time, right? Win the damn game. Great. I know next week is more meaningful, but come on, let's go, Jacksonville. Establish yourselves a little bit here. I think they will. Uh, Doug Peterson, I don't know. To me, I, he doesn't strike me in BLG. You correct me if I'm wrong. Do you really think he's a take your foot off the gas this week guy and then pedal to the metal next week? I think he's going to go full bore. No, he is. I mean, he's aggressive. Um, I do think there is something. Well, he used to play it too. You know, so he's like a player's His mentality. His last game with the Eagles was punting and tanking. I mean, that was beyond him, RJ. Come on, let's be real. Do you think Doug <laughs> I'm Peterson just saying, was like, like the, the, the he would never be associated with it is silly. Like, you know, you think he was solely to his decision when he wouldn't even be able to, you know, see it through after that and got fired? No. Um, if it was I, the Niners stats, would you want them to play? Yeah. Play full bore. I uh, think Kyle something... Shanahan has kind of convinced me on this whole thing. Like, you can't turn it on and off. Keep going. Really just, you know, taking the uh... – He's like your sensei, RJ. Or sorry, <laughs> stats. Um, you're just like you're just like going to the the school of Kyle Shanahan. Um, master splinter. I, I believe that there is something to the Jags being a younger team too. Maybe in that being relevant here and kind of you know keeping them like, hey, let's let's keep the mindset. Yeah, let's keep let's keep rolling. Let's keep winning. Um, and then yeah, I guess Trevor. The, that's maybe the one thing that could be meaningful if Trevor Lawrence plays well again and kind of just like kind of keeping the confidence going for him. But that's you know I just don't think it's all that meaningful if you then just blow it in week 18 and all this was for nothing and you make this run and you just, and the Titans get in the playoffs, that would be bad. 
The Colts are in Jersey to take on the Giants. The Giants are giving five and a half points. Big Blue, RJ, can clinch a playoff spot, which is not something I thought I would be saying when the year started. But if they win, they're in. I really hope the NFL learns their lesson as far as scheduling the Colts for primetime games late in the season, the way that they did in a, in, in a bunch this year. Um, nothing I will ever say will ever age as well as this. Like, I, I love the Colts forever for making me look so smart here. They suck. They stink. They are so bad. I mean, what we talked, we've asked several times, like, what, what can you be inspired by? What, what do they have? What do they have? What are they offering? Whatever. What do the Colts possibly have? Meanwhile, I know they lost last week, but the Giants were really impressive last week against the Vikings. I thought they Daniel covered. Jones played. Re- yeah, they, Daniel Jones played really well. Saquon is, is, you know, kind of back, right? He had that little lull, you know, kind of around Thanksgiving ish. I mean, th- there's a lot to like about the Giants. And, I mean, I know we just sat here and like debated like rest, blah, blah, blah. I could totally see the Giants saying, hey, like you never know what's going to happen. And I know I just argued like maybe they would play to win next week. But like get your ticket, rest up and then get in the tournament like they've earned that right. And and so if that's how Brian Dable wanted to play it or if you wanted to play it all the way through, whatever. But I believe in the Giants very much. Um, Brian Dable kind of making his case back for coach of the year a little bit. Uh, I think if, if this win was like impressive enough, it might put him over the top. You know, if they if they really like ran away with it. I just I, I feel so confident that the Colts are going to completely and totally fall apart once again. Nick Foles is maybe has the strangest career of any NFL, <laughs> like just very high highs, low lows. It is not impossible in theory that Nick Foles could come out in this game and just have like five touchdown passes. Zero, it's like light the Giants on fire out of nowhere, completely randomly, because he could do that. But I don't think that's likely. I do think his struggles are real. Um, Colts are they did play on Monday. Yes. Played on Monday night, yeah. Yeah, so they're coming off a short week. They're going to the Giants. Like, uh, Jeff Saturday, not aging well. How about that? How who, who saw the Jeff Saturday hire not being, you know, like a really fruitful exercise at all? Uh, yeah, Colts vibes are tremendously bad. Giants, again, RJ's kind of got into it, but, like, got to give them credit. Thought they were going to collapse out of this thing. It looked like, oh, man, their schedule's tough. They're, they're trending in a bad way. Saquon's banged up. But they have gotten back. They've got back on track. And I think they clinched this week. I think that's how the story of their season is going. And maybe it's a closer game, um, but maybe, no. maybe they don't cover. I mean, but like they're going to win. So I feel good about them winning. I think that there's only two ways I see this game going. Either it's going to be a close game or the Giants are going to be up big. And either scenario favors New York, obviously. The Colts have been outscored 84-3 to in the fourth quarter during this five-game losing streak. I don't even know how you do that on purpose if you wanted to, but what a shock. It's not working out with Jeff Saturday. Who could have envisioned this? Oh, wait, everyone, literally everyone could have envisioned this. You just look at the Giants and the Colts. The Giants are so much better run right now Mm -hmm. than the circus that is happening in Indianapolis. I'll take the Giants in this one. I'll give the points. I just, what are the Colts doing? Like, what are you doing? You want to bring Jeff Saturday back for next year? Everyone else in the AFC South is like rejoicing. Like, no, excuse me. I'll take the Giants. I'll give the points. Next up, the Broncos, speaking of circuses, are in Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs favored by 12 and a half points. We got an interim coach for the Broncos. BLG, this one seems like it's pretty easy. I mean... I was I was saying before the Cowboys Titans game on Thursday night, especially after you know like Josh Dobbs was announced he was starting and everyone's going to be out for the Titans. I'm like, just bet your life savings again. Don't don't take this as actual gambling advice for legal reasons. Whatever I have to say as a disclaimer, but like it's just <laughs> like 
they, the Cowboys were always going to beat the Titans at that point. They just throw all the money you can on the money line. Um, this feels like a similar situation here where, um, and in, and maybe just even on the spread, honestly, because what, what are the Broncos? I just know <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I, the, the Broncos are in just an awful spot to get beat that bad. Like they did by the Rams. That's just like, has to be we have to rank like most pathetic losses of the season that has to be up there the, <laughs> not just that they did but the way they did is just it's embarrassing and um, it's scene. so i will take the chiefs i do think it's interesting like the recent barrage of tweets that have come out from broncos players defending russell wilson and like maybe that's a, a circumstance of like it's just too much like they're sick of it um there was the report that russell wilson has his uh, somebody correct me if i'm wrong his own office um at the broncos headquarters and in parking spaces for himself and his entourage i don't want to butcher the details if that's not correct um and so like i've said this already like it's it's reached the point where like i'm no longer comfortable like bagging on the broncos like it's too much like i i've i've i have like secondhand embarrassment for them are they Um, having like the worst season of any team Yes. I not mean, like just obviously like not just by record overall. Cause like the Texans, for example, you know, no one's expecting them to be good. There weren't like expectations are going to be great. I would offer the Browns like again, when you like forecast the future, but I mean, some of that is like the, the Browns are still like convinced that they've like accomplished something. Um, you but, also knew but, the suspension was coming. Like, you know, you knew it was going to be kind of a weird right. year. Like the Broncos, like, you know, everyone thought they could win the division. Like I think what, are- what's really like humbled them has been, Broncos fans are really talkative bunch, right? Like we got Russell Wilson, we're back, right? Like they have convinced themselves. They're like a graduated version of the Arizona Cardinals where they don't actually have like good players in franchise history as far as quarterbacks. They've just like brought in other ones from other teams. Um, And so like Broncos fans are like, we did it. We're here. We're competing with the Chiefs. We're competing with the Chargers. All like, obviously Russ has fallen flat on his face, but I'm, I, I do think Nathaniel Hackett is obviously a fall guy here, but I'm very interested. Like, do they bounce back? Like, do we get the kind of post-firing bump that we often right. see from an NFL team? And, and couldn't you see, like, you know, it would be the most, like, NFL thing of all time for the Broncos to win this game? Like, I could. Like, if, I, if I'm if i really, really, really reaching, like, I could see them, like, talking themselves, like, getting hyped at Arrowhead. Let's just shock everybody, you know, to hell with um everybody else. And, Stephen, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe Steven said before the last Broncos Chiefs game that, that you know, Kansas City was going to come out slow. They came out strong, but then struggled. I mean, kind of let Denver back in that game. So, Steven, are you concerned on behalf of the Chiefs? No. Um, <laughs> it's, so it's before the last game, I, I felt like you could just see that coming because the Chiefs have this bad habit of playing down to their opponents. And then they got up 27 to nothing. And then it just unraveled Patrick Mahomes through three interceptions and set up Broncos short fields and they scored. And Russell Wilson had the best game of his entire season in that Chiefs game. And then the Chiefs following week overtime against the Houston Texans last week, they they beat the Seahawks pretty easily, but it was a super sloppy game and their defense finally like played really well. It does feel like they're turning it on a little bit. And I feel like the Chiefs really need that we're just going to run you out of the building in the first half kind of performance ahead of the playoffs. And it feels like that's the Broncos this week because Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes, both this week when speaking in the media, were both like, they caught us sleeping. They caught us sleeping. Like we, we, we understand what we did last time and it's not going to happen again. So I think Mahomes is really pissed off that he threw three interceptions against the Broncos and he's going to come out and just light them up this week. There's a lot there to react to uh, a couple things. First, with the Broncos, like, 
I think it's a little weird that it took this long for somebody to defend Russell Wilson. Like Jerry mm-hmm. Judy, that's great. You want to defend your guy. Cool. Good. Like that's meaningful to me, but like, what, what were you waiting on? Like, why did it take this long for you to speak up? Russ has been getting hammered all season long. So that's really, really strange to me. The vibe there, I mean, their defensive coordinator, uh, Ijiro Evero, was asked to take the interim job. And he was like, "Uh, no, thanks. I don't want any part of this. Like, that is just bad, bad vibes. So I don't like what's going on with Denver. The only thing with the Chiefs, though, and this is more like a bigger picture thing. And Stephen, feel free to yell at me if I'm going to say something dumb. They have the third worst turnover differential in the league. They're tied for the third worst. They're minus five on the year for turnovers. They do have a little bit of a too cool for school vibe sometimes. Like they don't lock in when they should. Now they're good enough to overcome it. But like going forward in the playoffs, when you're playing the Bills and Cincinnati and teams like that, that is the one thing that could sink this ship. It's the turnover stuff with them is they don't have playmakers in the secondary. Like they've got some nice young corners who have had good moments this season, but their safeties are bad and they don't have playmakers who go out and get interceptions and stuff like that. The best thing they can do for the defense is not turn the ball over offensively, which they didn't have any offensive turnovers last week. Prior to that, they had an offensive turnover in 11 straight games. because they were protecting the ball that poorly. So the best thing they could do for the defense is not turn it over offensively because the defense just doesn't force turnovers. It's just not something they do. Here's my last take. I think the MVP award is decided as a result of this game. And by Mm -hmm. what I mean is like, maybe it is like what Steven talked about, like the run you at the building, Patrick Mahomes, like some stupid, like has five touchdowns throwing with four fingers or something like ridiculous (laughs) sort of thing. Or... The, the Chiefs like lose, right? And it's like this crazy thing. And that sets up Josh Allen and Joe Burrow to take full control on Monday night. Hmm. I like that. The narrative. Once again, we'll choose who wins the award. I didn't uh, think of this myself. I apologize. I can't remember who thought of it on Twitter, but I do think that it's worth pointing out like the whole AFC West geared up this offseason. All the talent went to the AFC West because everybody was lining up to take their shot at the Chiefs. And nobody really came close. Like that is a credit to Kansas City, even with some of the turnovers that I talked about. They're really freaking good. I'll take the Chiefs and I will give the 12 and a half points. Bears at the Lions. Lions giving six points BLG. Detroit got steamrolled last week by Carolina. Are you nervous or you think that was just sort of a one-off? I mean, the Bears can run. (laughs) That is something they run more than any other team in the NFL. So they will certainly be looking to do that. I do think the Lions uh, loss was a little bit of like, this is why they're not quite there yet. Pointed in the right direction, I think, but not quite fully there. Uh, That being said, I don't think that means they're going to crumble and fall apart here. I still think they're, I think they are going to rebound actually uh, after a tough loss in that situation. Maybe they were smelling themselves a little bit, maybe, you know, overconfident, whatever you want to call it. Thought it was, you know, uh, an easy win in Carolina. And I don't think they're going to make that same mistake two weeks in a row. I mean, Bears still do not have a lot going for them. And, you know, for as much as, uh, you know, the running, stopping the run could be a concern for the Lions. The Bears have just nothing in the way of a passing attack to really threaten uh, the Lions. So they can probably dedicate more resources and attention to stopping that run. So I will take the Lions to win and cover. I'm not about to bet on Justin Fields. Um, 
I'll take the Lions. I'm really kind of rooting for them. Um, I know everybody is, but I don't, as much as we kind of hyped up the AFC South earlier, I don't want the week 18 Sunday night football game to be Jaguars Titans. I just don't, I wouldn't enjoy that. Like that would feel like such a flat way to end the season. And I'm not saying this game would be epic, but I'm rooting for a Lions Packers winning in game. That's what I want. I, I really want to see that happen as far as the last game of the regular season. So um, the Lions need to win for that to happen. Although it would be very Lions to just like choke this away. Like, af- like literally after everyone bought in to, to just like <laughs> not, not everyone. Well, okay. But literally after like the national narrative bought in, to not just lose, but like piss it all away, right? Like they, they didn't lose to the Panthers. They got whooped by the mm-hmm. Panthers. And so like it would be like the, the the lines of it all would be like Justin Fields rushes for like 300 yards. You know what I mean? Yep. Like this like heroic, you know, like record setting performance. Um, I'll take the Lions against uh, some of that better judgment, though. If this game were in Chicago, I would feel confident taking the Bears. Jared Goff outside in Chicago in the winter. No, no, no. I don't like that. The fact that it's in Detroit sways me a little bit. But I do agree. Like, I could see Justin Fields just literally running wild. If there's one thing we know. Yeah. If there's one thing we know he can do, we know he can run. And I just, again, I'm just not there with everybody on the Lions. They keep telling me how good they are. And here we are with two games left to go in the season. And they've lost more games than they've won. Like, uh, so they'd have to be better than their record, right? Because that's what everybody keeps saying. They're better than their record. Well, guess what? Their record still stinks. So I'll take the Bears to cover. I think the Lions will win. But I think Justin Fields is going to be able to do enough to keep this within six points. So I'm going to thread that needle there. And then the last of the early games, Cardinals at Falcons. Falcons giving three and a half points. I don't care about this game. I'm not even making a pick. You have to zap. I just don't. I'm, I'm just, it's a mercy zap for Brandon. On me? Yeah, I'm zapping you. I mean, we couldn't do it with the stats. All right. Uh, I'll take Cardinals plus three and a half. I'll take the Falcons and I'll lay the points. Whatever. Great. I'll take the Cardinals just to satisfy BLG. All right, let's get to the late games. The New York football Jets in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. I talked about it a little earlier. Seahawks getting two points in the game. Geno Smith revenge game, RJ. Um, I really want to take the Jets, right? Like, I really want to, like, fall into the Mike White experience. But, like, the Mike White experience is one of those things where, like, everybody buys in and then there's like a flat performance and the fans of that team like cope, right? Like, well, no, it's, it's only, you know what I mean? Like, it's just whatever, like this kind of has the makings of that. Like, I feel like jets have over elevated Mike white because of how badly Zach Wilson has played. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I to, yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. I've, I picked the jets in our, in our picks pool, but I've, I've kind of talked myself out of that. Like I just, Zach Wilson is really, really, really bad. But when something like that happens, people overlook the other bad things and make mm-hmm. it all about the one main thing. Um, so I'll take the Seahawks. Who do you think the Jets' starting quarterback is next year? Jimmy Garoppolo. Derek Carr. Mm, yeah. I mean, either one. <laughs> big upgrade from what they care. I mean, Jimmy's going to start for the 49ers. Do they but... win this game if Derek Carr is their quarterback? Who would you pick them? Yeah, easily. Would you, would you pick them if Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback? Um, yeah, yeah, I would. Daniel Jones? Um, no. Gardner Minshew? Yes. Yeah. It's the Jets are kind of an interesting team in that sense. Like they, they are, they're not trash. I'm not trying to say that, but they're just they are who not to go all what Denny Green here. They are they are who we thought the Broncos were. They are the team that is truly a quarterback away. 
Um, well, especially once like Brees Hall is healthy and everybody's back to right. Right. Yeah. So I'll take the Seahawks here. I think there is something to the Geno Smith revenge game being a real thing. I made my pick earlier. I took the Seahawks. I'll just say this about the Jets. I agree. When you have had quarterback play, bad quarterback play for as long as the Jets have, and it's not just with Zach Wilson, right? Sam Darnold also. If anybody displays any glimmer of talent, there is such a desire in your fan base to pump that guy up. You know, there's a line from the movie, The American President, when you've been in the desert so long and you you go to the oasis and you discover that the, it's not really water, it's sand. You drink the sand anyway. I think the Jets fans are kind of mm-hmm. drinking the sand anyway with Mike White. He's got six career starts. He has two of them with three touchdowns. But the other ones have been bad, 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 bad. Multiple games with no touchdowns and multiple picks. One game with four picks. Like, I just, I'm not buying it with Mike White. And I think nobody would except that it's been so bad at the quarterback spot for the Jets for so long that they're desperate. I think so, it's that, and and people are also desperate for the like fun story, right? Like Bailey Zappi, Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Like the the cool, funny, like that's not the mold. And this, like Fitzpatrick's not the mold that Mike White's cut from, but he is the like, you know, fun alternative that like you know maybe doesn't take himself as seriously or whatever. So it just it it lends to people kind of trying to will it into existence. If the Jets lose, they're eliminated, and that would go make them since the, it would extend their playoff drought, um, which started in two thousand and eleven. 11 longest years. in the league right yeah and the next longest is the broncos at uh 2016 right after the super bowl obviously um uh, but think about that like that's so that's crazy like twice as much almost as the next team it's just like that's so it's so easy to make the playoffs especially in today's nfl where there's seven seeds and it, the league is so cyclical in so many ways in terms of the schedule and the draft and everything. it's just it's insane has to be pretty painful to just go that long without making the playoffs. I know we're talking about the Jets, but you reminded me, Brandon, on the Broncos. I'm sure everybody saw this. The Broncos have missed the playoffs the each of the seven years following the Super Bowl 50 win. Um, that's never happened to any Super Bowl winner ever. They are the true, like, I mean, you like, I'm sure you've all heard the question, would, would, would you win a Super Bowl if it meant like 10 years of like below? They, like, that's what the Broncos are. Like, they're, they're literally the team who, like, you won the Super Bowl and now you're condemned forever. Well, how they did it too. Yeah. Like getting Peyton and everything. Right. That really was like, yeah. I've always bashed John Elway for having literally no post Peyton Manning plan whatsoever when everybody knew when it was going to be his last ride. And yet there they are. That said, if I were a Broncos fan, I still would take the, the Super Bowl win. It's still worth it. All right. Next up, Vikings, Packers, Packers giving three and a half points. RJ, we know where you stand. So I'll start with BLG. I am. I mean, I think it's very I think RJ is very remiss to just be like no the Packers just downplay they, they Aaron Rodgers lives rent free in RJ's head like 100%. he is like it's just he, he owns he honestly he owns really a lot of the NFCs in the playoffs I mean he's not just an eliminated the Cowboys um but the Giants and the Commanders as well over the years the, and the Eagles on the way to winning the Super Bowl yes back then the only um, the only team he hasn't is the Niners they're, they're his daddy that's true but um <laughs> For us in the NFC East, I cannot discount this. It feels like it's shaping up that Aaron Rodgers somehow, some way is going to sneak in, and that terrifies me. Uh, I, I There's a reason the Packers are favored here. It's not just disrespect to the Vikings, and it's not because the Packers are awesome, because they're not. But there is Aaron Rodgers, and there's playoff on the line, and that's not something I want to bet against right now, so I will take the Packers. It would just piss me off so much if the game where the fraud Vikings actually decided to be frauds was this game breathing life into the Aaron Rodgers, who, who has not played great all year. The Packers as a team haven't played great all year. I feel like they deserve to be punished 
The Packers had a bad year. They should be punished by missing the playoffs. And yet here we are with two games to go and they're still not dead yet. And I know that the 49ers have owned Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers no. in the playoffs. Who does? No. Who wants to see him there? So you, you both asked that. We had a, a, a question that we kicked around on our roundtable this week at Blogging the Boys, um, whether or not, and you and I kind of talked about this, Brandon, um, whether or not Cowboys fans want to see Aaron Rodgers sneak in as the seventh seed, right? Because the matchup in the first round would be, at least right now, these two teams, although it would be in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people would pick, I mean, if we go off this point spread, Packers be favored by half a point, right? I mean, if, if we give Minnesota a three-point home field advantage. And so if the Packers did go on to win that game, it would be them going to Philadelphia. And, and there's a lot of Cowboys fans who are like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, send the mercenary to Philadelphia. And, and even if he wins and if the Cowboys went out, lots of ifs here, then Dallas would host him in the title game. And yeah, that would be scary, but bring that on. It's mm. it's a it's a really weird thing. Um, but Stats, you kind of talked about this. I don't put a lot of it, things into this kind of stuff, but Vikings, go squash this bug, right? Like nobody respects you. Nobody has respected you all season long. Everyone's waiting for you to do the thing. Everyone's waiting for you to Charlie Brown this and let Aaron Rodgers back in. Go end it. Go be the boring end on Sunday afternoon. Especially, I'm watching. Sorry, oh, go, go ahead, ahead No, you got it. You got it. I was just going to say, I'm watching this game with particular interest as a Niner fan, right? Because I want the two seed. Mm-hmm. So if wow, the Vikings the lose, the Niners can move into the two seed. But if the Vikings lose, Aaron Rodgers might get into the playoffs. So like in a way the Niners can't lose this week because something good will happen either way, but also like something bad could happen mm. either way too. So I don't know how I'm going to feel when this one's over. Like a Packers wins maybe sets up a Packers trip to San Francisco is what you're saying in the first. Right. Round. And like, yeah, they've won against him mm. in the past, but like he's still Aaron Rodgers. So I, and we still have Brock Purdy. So, you know, it's dicey. And it, you have to look at what it's against. Like it's Aaron Rodgers or Carson Wentz or Dino Smith. Right. Or, or Jared yes. Goff. Yeah, or Jared Goff. Like, yeah, you, you'll sign up for any of those guys over Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so uh, I don't know who I'm picking. That's the whole point of this exercise. So I know. I'll take the Vikings. So, yeah, there you I'll go. take the Vikings. Uh, yeah. Oh, you lay in the points, too? Well, getting the points. The Vikings are getting. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you already said points. that, too. Yeah, because you wanted this game. You said you wanted to lock this up, but I beat you. Too. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Rams, Chargers, Chargers giving six and a half points. It's possible Joey Bosa is back for this game. Supposedly feels better than he has in a long time. The Rams have Baker Mayfield, RJ. Taking you taking the Chargers? Of course I am. I'm so sick of the like <laughs> the narrative that was spun from last week. Like the Rams put up 50 points, blah, 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 all this stuff, and all these players who are hurt. They just beat the crap out of the team that we all think sucks and is terrible. Like I, I hate how we can't contextualize this stuff. It was I like I don't mean to say it was zero percent impressive. It was a fine win for the Rams. I'm genuinely interested to see what Baker Mayfield looks like in the offseason with Sean McVay. That is something that has somewhat captured my attention. But mm-hmm. the Rams stink. Kudos to the Chargers. I'm very happy to have been proven wrong that they were able to get it together. I'm super excited to see the Chargers in the playoffs, especially yes. with Joey Bosa. They yep. they are a team that can go to like the, the Chiefs and Bills are fighting for the right to not host the Chargers in the first round. Like that, that is right front up. So there will be a lot of people picking the Chargers in that game. Um, the Chargers, I, I think, will very easily win uh, the, the battle for LA. I think Bosa, you know, has the uh, potential to be like, you know, TJ Watt level impact for the Steelers. Like, kind of just like huge difference maker, just that one player uh, and not like Nick, un- not unlike Nick Bosa, you know, with the 49ers. So yeah, um, I'm going to take the Chargers here. I'm back in on the Chargers, baby, in the battle of LA. <laughs> Give me the Chargers, the boats. Um, I still don't feel amazing about them, like making a run, but I do think they're going to be a 
uh, yeah, a, a team that will give you maybe more trouble than you think they will uh, in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see it. We did get robbed last year and, you know, obviously some fault of their own um, seeing Ben Roethlisberger in the playoffs last yes, year. Instead of Justin did. Herbert, that was a, just a big waste of time, even admittedly <laughs> for Ben Roethlisberger, who at the time was like, yeah, we're not going to win. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see the Chargers in the playoffs and they're going to beat the Rams. I'm going to take the Chargers and give the points in this one. You know, I do feel like we, you know, a lot of people have kind of just been waiting for like a Chiefs Bills rematch in the AFC championship game. And sometimes you have those years. RJ, you know this for Niners Cowboys for years. It was like both these teams are going to be in the NFC title game. Let's just get to it and we'll see who wins then. The Chargers are the team that has the ability to wreck that, right? Because especially with Joey Bosa back, like they are the team. The lot you do not want to play the Chargers in the opening round of the playoffs. Like, hell no, no way. Uh, so I'm I love that they got in. I'm fascinated to see where it goes. And if Joey Bosa can come back, that would be an incredible lift for them. I'll take the Chargers and give the points. The last late game, Niners at Raiders. The Raiders are getting nine and a half points. Derek Carr is on the bench. Chandler Jones is not going to play this game for the Raiders as well. BLG, are you giving the nine and a half? Yes. <laughs> RJ? Uh, it, this I almost locked this up. Like, this is, you know, I do wonder if there's like, and I'm, I'm curious to hear your answer stats. If you're like, man, I kind of hope that like they have the like fall apart game now, right? Like we're, we're getting like, you're running out of opportunities to have the like come down to earth before you start the right back up game. Um, and so um, it would be funny if this was it. I don't know how much there is to the like battle of the Bay or whatever, how, how real that is anymore. Uh, but I, I feel very comfortable laying nine and a half points. When the schedule came out, I was terrified of this game. I was like, it's new year's day in Vegas it's going to be the end of the season. The Niners never have anything locked up before the end of the season. Like I was terrified that this was going to be a trap game for them. And now it's like, unless they just completely fall on their face, I don't see how they lose the game. The problem is I agree with you, RJ, because the Niners have this game this week. Then they have Arizona next week, maybe Colt McCoy in that game. If the Niners win the Super Bowl, which I'm hoping for, that would mean that they would be on a 14 game win streak in order to do it like that just doesn't happen in the NFL. You have those games where the ball doesn't bounce your way. And I don't want one of those games to be in the playoffs. So yeah, I'm a little nervous. Like I'm not rooting for a loss, but a loss in one of the next two games wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for a recalibration. 49ers. That's what you're rooting for. Right. A recalibration. That said, unless they completely fall on their face, I don't know how they lose this game. Even with Devonte Adams, who's going to destroy the 49ers because he always destroys the 49ers. Just the, the defense is not going to allow them to lose this game. So I'll take the Niners and I will give the points. Last up, Sunday night football. Pittsburgh and Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens giving two and a half points, RJ. I really like the Steelers right now. Um, I'm, if, if you guys think so, I'll start the Steelers defense over the Jaguars one. Um, I just really love the Steelers energy. Uh, it was super awesome to see them win last week and, and everything associated, obviously, after the unfortunate passing of Franco Harris. Um, I think that the good times keep rolling. I mean, it. of course, they're going to go into week 18 with Mike Tomlin's streak up for grabs. Like, of course, like is any I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They need like a billion different things. But I think that they will absolutely. And I would normally bag on a team that celebrated something like that. But if the Steelers do wind up, you know, keeping the streak alive and missing the playoffs, that is a huge thing for them. Like, I think you can legitimately build off of that moving into next season. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers outright. Um, Ravens offense just isn't scoring. 
there's something to the Steelers where you just trust in Tomlin to figure out uh, a way to get it done. I mean, at the same time, you know, John Harbaugh, also a very good coach. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, I think it's very interesting how the Lamar contract negotiation, which reportedly they're like restarting talks with him or whatever, which is like a weirdly time report to me here, um, was such the dominant story leading into this season, arguably like the, one of the biggest ones. And it's just, I think it's interesting how it's kind of been on the back burner since then. And I know he hasn't been playing, but you know, it's what two years in a row now where like he hasn't been available towards like the end of the season or getting hurt. Um, it's just, it's tough. I just, I, I've said it multiple times here. I'll repeat myself again. It's just, I don't understand how this path precedes the Lamar contract. Like, are they really going to give him an extension after like this? It, I mean, if he, if he gets back healthy and they go on a run in the playoffs, then absolutely makes a ton of sense. But if it goes on a whimper like this and they finish the season in a weak way, and then they, he plays in the playoffs and he doesn't really play great in his first game and they lose like, and then you're going to sign him to this big unprecedented extension. That's really going to happen. RJ, what are your thoughts on that? Zap I'm, doesn't matter. All right, <laughs> stats, what are your thoughts on that? I already picked a game. I think that I agree. BLG. Like if it kind of ends on a whimper, like there's no reason don't offer him the big contract, just franchise him. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's set up for these teams to be able to do this for a reason. The franchise favors the organization. I continue to say it. I know that players initially liked it, but it's it's definitely a favoring but the organization. The, the franchise tough part about that is that like, okay, you tag them, you bring yourself that little bit more time, I guess. But at that, that end of that, then what are you going to do? Are you going to tag him again? Franchise him again. Here? Well, yep. I think it may, but I think it might reach a point where like, if you either believe in him or you don't. So like make a decision, either, either extend him and get that benefit or decide it's time to move on and you're the you're, Ravens and you can figure out things in the draft. What are you trying to say, RJ? Even I was just going to say you're betting against yourself at a certain point. Like I know I was that, but like that was our argument against the Cowboys throughout the DAC thing was like, okay, say he proves you wrong. Then you're literally costing yourself more money, right? Like, which is what happened to the Cowboys. Like it, and, and like the, the Carson Wentz deal blew up in the face of the Eagles, but like, it costed them less than if they had waited and he had, for a zap. I'm just saying you're the team is betting against themselves, which is stupid, but I just think they have to make a call at some point. Yeah. Yes. I agree. RJ, the ultimate extension is more money, but you're also what you're paying for is flexibility. The franchise tag gives you flexibility. Plus I don't rule out the fact that you put the tag on Lamar. I think that somebody may make you a trade offer that you Miami. accept. Like, because teams around the league know, right? Something is weird between the Ravens and Lamar. We mm -hmm. may be able to scoop this guy up. Like you said, uh, BLG, like clearly they, the belief is not locked in 100% there. So if you're Baltimore, to me, the tag makes a lot of sense. You get flexibility and you may get, you may get your doors blown off with a, with a first round, you know, with a couple first round picks. What about like Seattle? You know, they have those picks from Denver, you know, Seattle has the picks. I mean, the multiple teams, the Eagle, uh, not that the Eagles would do it. Although we had talked about, crap, we had talked about that a year ago, though, before Hertz exploded, there was the question of like, hey, if he doesn't have the great season, like you're in a position to maybe pull off that kind of trade if, if it doesn't work out with Lamar. Isn't mm -hmm. Lamar from Miami? Am I making this up? Um, I can't recall. Uh, but either way, like, wouldn't he be so much fun in Mike McDaniel's offense with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek? Like, that would just be like the coolest thing of all time. He's yeah, from I Florida. Just, yeah. I just think if you're the Ravens, it makes too much sense not to franchise him. That said, oh man, I can't take Baltimore in this one. I just their offense is just—it's anemic. It's pathetic. It's—it's it's infuriating, really. I'm not a Greg Jeez. Roman fan. 
I will always have the Ravens beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl 10 years ago, just so we're all yes, aware. I will always have anger at Greg Roman, who called the four worst plays of the season in that Super Bowl at the end of the game. So, yeah, that's where I stand on that. Monday Night Football is a massive, massive game, which we can't analyze because that's not what we do on this show. No, nah, we Bills. need more than one sentence, Stats. We have this is the only game of the week with two teams that have records above 500. We can't ignore wow. Bills, Bengals. Bengals are getting a point. Buffalo clinches the number one seed in the AFC with a win and a Chiefs loss. Cincinnati clinches the AFC North with a win and a Ravens loss, BLG. I don't like betting against Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, Josh Allen's great, but I think we've all talked about it. There's there's a level of like erraticness there. Self-destruct. Yeah, like, and with Joe Burrow, I just, I think he's like a killer. And I, I just, I, I am afraid. He's one of the quarterbacks I'm most afraid of. And... The, there's something to the Bengals that like they rise to the challenge. And I think that's a large and large part because of him leading the way. Um, I'll take the Bengals here. I mean, it's, it's basically a pick them with the point. Um, but I, I feel very confident in Joe Burrow. It's not even an indictment on the bills so much as I just, I really don't want to bet against him. It really pains me to agree entirely with that. Cause I really like Josh on. I really like the bills, but I do think the like underdog narrative that has surrounded, they've won the AFC East three years in a row. Like they're no longer an underdog, right? Like, <laughs> we, we don't have to act like, Oh, the bills have come from nowhere here. Like, it, you know, the time, like where, where is it? Like that's, I'm, that's kind of where I'm at. And like, I, you made a face when we talked about it or when I mentioned it earlier, Brandon, Josh Allen almost threw that game away in Chicago last week for the bills. Like he, he is not above that. Like, I've referenced this a lot lately, but like when they blew that 17 point lead to the Vikings, he had a horrible interception in the fourth quarter. He threw the game losing interception in overtime. I mean, like people just conveniently look past that when it comes to Josh on, he makes a number of heroic plays, but I agree. I do think that Joe Burrow is a little bit more calm and cool under pressure. I love Stefan Diggs, but I think Jamar Chase is just like a hair better. Like the, the Bengals are, are just like these ruthless stone cold assassins. I do think the bills are these, these big bad mafia members, but like, I will take the Bengals, and I um, and like I said, especially if the Chiefs lose, this game is is a fork in the road for MVP. Especially to your point, stats. If the if the Bills do clinch the one seed because of a Chiefs loss, and Josh Allen does have this big performance, it's like boom, Monday Night Football penultimate week. You did it, MVP, Bills Mafia, blah 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 blah. Yeah, I think that's totally legit. Josh Allen will always have just a little like Russell Westbrook kind of to his game, where on any particular play, he could do the greatest thing you've ever seen or the worst thing you've ever seen. And as somebody that's totally impartial, it doesn't root for the bills. I love it. Give me more of those guys. I kind of like watching, but you know, the Niners get a lot of love because they're on an eight game win streak and rightfully so Cincinnati's won seven in a row. Like that's, that's almost as good. Obviously they were Owen two. They were buried. We like people always bury Owen two teams. I love the whole Joe Burrow. Like, even last year when they were going through this, how he was like, stop calling us an underdog. Like Joe Burrow is the, he's a, I, I don't love this word, but like, he's a killer. That's the only way that I could think of to describe him. I think that Cincinnati is going to get it done. I like that. It's at home with the bills. I just, I don't know. You get so many bites at the apple. And if you don't get it done, eventually you fall off. And bills fans know this having <laughs> reached four say, straight yeah. Super Bowls. Um, and I know that we all kind of preordained it, but Cincinnati's really, really good. They're hot at the right time of year. I'll take Cincinnati, especially because I'm getting a point. Stats, yeah. like you mentioned earlier about the Chargers. Sorry, Brandon, real quick. Um, like the Chargers are the team that could ruin the like the template we've been like rooting for. Like Joe Burrow is the kind of person that's like, oh, you guys wanted a, a Bills Chiefs AFC championship game? 
sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, he is the, and I loved it. Cause like the underdog story is cool, but, and, but like, that's the bills thing, right? Like we're the underdogs bills, you know, smashing tables, whatever. I love how Joe Burrow's like, no, we're not. Like, I know this team like has had a, a horrible history in, as far as its franchise is concerned, but not when I'm here. Like, I love that. He's like, respect us. You and like, he will force people to respect him. And while Joe Burrow and the offense get all the attention and love as they deserve a lot of credit for, I feel like the defense, you know, Bengals defense like kind of finds a way sometimes. And Lou Anarumo, it's like this guy came out of nowhere. I feel like at least as far as coordinators go, like kind of didn't have any kind of like, you know, hot shot trajectory. And he just, I feel like he kind of get results, especially in these big games. It seems like he goes into them and then it's like, oh, this Bengals defense has a chance to actually help out Joe Burrow and, and not get totally annihilated. So I think that's kind of like an underrated factor in it all. It's worth mentioning they almost blew a 22-point lead last week, and then they were down, and that they were down sure. 17 points to the Bucks two weeks ago. Um, so, to your point, stats like this, this does feel like both teams have like an erratic gear. So, like this could be like an all-timer sort of game, and that's I think what we want, obviously, first and foremost. I just I think that the difference is like with Buffalo, you certainly know that Josh Allen is capable of coming back and riding the ship and all that. Joe Burrow, when I think of him, like I think of the dude sitting back after kicking everybody's butt with a cigar. Like there's a confidence there with Joe Burrow, like that no matter what happens, this guy can pull it out. It's going to be, I love it. This game is on Monday night, last game of the week. It's going to be so much fun to watch. ESPN crawled through a lot of mud to get to yeah. this game. <laughs> they saw shanked it, right? They yeah. crawled through a river of crap and came out clean on the other side. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. Please continue. Rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show. We love your reviews. As you heard BLG at the start of the program, if you leave it, we will read it. For Steven Serta, RJ Ochoa, Brandon Lee Gowden, I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Come with me. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.